This week's episode of Podular Modcast is brought to you by Patchwork Seattle. Please visit them online at patchworks.com for all of your synthesizer needs, and not just modular. Whether it's desktop synths, drum machines, studio equipment, hell, they even have merch. Well, then look no further than Patchworks. Once again, that's patchworks.com. I would also like to thank After Later Audio for their continued support of Podular Modcast. And if you're listening to this, on the day it is released, then tomorrow, seven new arrivals will be hitting the Afterlayer store. The Allen 1U, which is a 1U Turing machine. The Fuse, which is part of the new Mutable Instruments Classics line, a 1 to 1 Warps clone. Also, a Monocle, which will be half of a Blinds. The Quarks, which is a Micro Elements. The Razor, which is the long awaited 1 to 1 version of Blades. A 1U sample and hold, track and hold, and finally, a U grades. Visit afterlateraudio.com to learn more about these fine releases. Hello, and welcome back to Podular Modcast. My name is Tim Held, and I'm uh, I'm really happy that I get to bring you another chat with Ann Annie this week, or Eli. Eli is his name, but we all know Ann Annie. Uh, and if, unless your head's been in the sand for the last few weeks, then uh, you probably know that Ann Annie has a new album out called By Morning, and... I love this album, and we're going to talk a bit about that. We're going to also talk about creative process, and uh, yeah, and Eli is going to maybe plink on a banjo every once in a while in the background. He won't be playing the banjo, but you will hear it plinking, which I think adds a nice little ambiance to it, and we are going to get to that chat here in a moment, but I do have some things that I need to chat with you about. And the first is the remix competition that I mentioned a few weeks back and have been talking about a little bit on Instagram to celebrate the release of Stephen Jett and I's album, Kitty Safari, out now on Mystery Circles, on cassette. Uh, I thought it'd be fun to do a little remix competition where I invite all y'all to remix the track that you hear playing under me talking right now called Doom Frog off of our album. And there will be some prizes. First place, we'll get a Pod Mod shirt, a Bleep Bloop 2000 panel, uh, and a bunch of cool stickers. And finally, the last remaining copy of Podular Modcast and Friends on Vinyl. And then there will be two more prize packages where they will have all the stuff that I mentioned aside from the vinyl, and they will have a copy of Kitty Safari on cassette. And I was thinking it would be really, really cool to aggregate all of these into a digital release and maybe try to raise some money for charity. So what do you say? I'll put the link to the folder where you can download the track and you can do whatever you want with it. Just make it weird, make it your own. Still not sure how I'm going to decide on the winners. I don't like to value judge, so I'll probably just do it randomly or maybe find a way to have uh, everyone involved uh, maybe vote, uh, but not be able to vote for themselves or something. I don't know, still trying to figure that out. And while I'm on the topic of music, I'm putting my yearly call out once again for holiday music for the holiday episode. I've always maintained that holiday and Christmas music kind of sucks, but it doesn't have to be that way. So let's let's make it let's make it weird. 
and let's make it cool and then let's play it for our families during the uh, Yuletide season and uh, make them think that we're even weirder than they already think we are. So you can, uh, yeah, make those tracks. Send them to me at podmodcast at gmail.com. I like wave files, so you can send them WeTransfer or Dropbox or Drive or whatever. I also want to say thank you to everybody who supports me on Patreon. If you would like to help keep the LEDs blinking over here at Podular Modcast, please head to patreon.com forward slash Podular Modcast. There's a link in the show description. And speaking of Patreon, I want to find a way. I've been trying to do this for five years, but because 2023 is going to be year five of Podular Modcast, which is really crazy to me, um, I want to. I really want to try to way try to find a way to make it very very like communal and lots of interaction and 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 I don't know and and I think I've had this idea in the past but I I, I wasn't very good on follow through with it but. I think I would really like to do this. And if anybody's interested, let me know. Because if everybody sounds off and says, yes, this sounds awesome, well, then I'll have the motivation to to really do it. But I want to do something called the Album Club, where um, you get on the Patreon, you submit your album, or it doesn't even have to be a finished album. It could be a track you're working on. But basically, once a month, we all get together and listen to maybe you know, three people's albums from the Patreon community and then ask questions about them or have, you know, or have them talk about stuff uh, as far as the process of making the album, whatever we really want to do. Uh, I just think it would be really, really cool to, uh, yeah, because it's hard to get people to listen to your music. Tim, stop laughing at me. Or I'm laughing at myself there, I guess. Um, but yeah, I think that would be a really fun idea. And then I could record those. And if you couldn't make it to that month's uh, hangout and, uh, you know, album club chat session, then I can release them as bonus episodes on the Patreon as well. Does that? I think that sounds like that could be really fun. Uh, so let me know. And uh, yeah, thank you again to anybody who has supported PodMod in the past, currently, or I don't know, are you thinking about doing it in the future? Well, let me thank you in advance. Speaking of in advance, The Mystic from Recovery Effects is now available for pre-order. The pre-sale ends November 21st, and then orders start shipping on December 1st. But what is it? Well, it's an experimental device that makes ethereal voices swirl, echo, ascend, and plunge into an ever-changing sonic celestial playground. With an FM synth at its core, the Mystic contains two operator voices, two modulators, and an analog-style echo with 500 milliseconds of delay time. Both operator voices include control over carrier frequency, and each modulator affects both voices, creating complex, interesting growls, sweeps, and cascading atmosphere. And, get this, this is the best part, all synth parameters are controllable via CV, even the delay time. I just got mine last night, and uh, basically the first two things I've ever done with it, you, uh, well, you hear the second thing right now under my voice, and then you also, uh, you heard the first thing I did before we even got to the intro song, which was actually made by Greg, aka The Animals at Night, aka Half of Recovery Effects. Um, so yeah, full circle, I guess. Uh, yeah, this thing's super fun. I love that it interfaces with, um, with your CV. It, you don't have to use CV with it. There's a push button and 
Uh, so there's like a latch, so it just drones, or you can, f or not a latch, it's latching. Um, there's a switch where it can just drone, switch it off, and then it only goes when you tell it to go with the push button, um, and then knobs for every single parameter, and then like I said, CV ends for all the parameters. And I would say it's about the size of, let's see, what is it the size of? Like two-thirds of a Strega or no coast. So, you know, a nice, compact, semi-modular, uh, you know, powers off of a 9-volt DC, a negative tip, power supply, so your standard boss pedal or, or, or a guitar pedal power supply, uh, which is not included, so you'll need one of those. But uh, yeah, it's just a super, super fun yet powerful little little exploration device. So head over to recoveryeffects.com to learn more about it. Greg did an awesome video uh, on it, and we'll, we'll probably talk about it a little bit more later in the episode. But um, why don't we get into this chat with Ann Annie? and then uh, we'll come back to the mystic. Eli. Hello. It's good to see you again. Likewise. We were talking for about 30 seconds before I hit record, and we, uh, we both deduced that we haven't seen or spoken to each other since pre-pandemic. Yeah. Um, I think Velocity in Seattle was the last It was time. probably Velocity. Um, was that was Velocity before or after we did the chat at Patchworks with you and Constant Shapes when y'all did that? Like it must have been after Velocity was after because I think we we uh, Constant Shapes and I uh, talked with you on our tour. In that's right. Yep. Yep. Maybe twenty nineteen. Yeah, I'm not sure. I I could. I oh well, we'll find out later. But um. You know, we don't have to get too deep in the pandemic because I know it's a pretty exhaustive and exhausted uh, topic. But um, I'm going to I just want to I'm, I'm thinking about how to ask this question, but it's not really a question. I want to see if I'm right about what I kind of have gathered um, about what you've been up to since we last talked um, just through like Instagram and stuff. But um I feel like you kind of dipped out for a while and I didn't see much from you. And then like you started slowly coming back and we like, I feel like you like, um, I don't want to say leveled up, but I feel like you, you have gone further into like the like musical or songwriting aspect of, of approaching your music lots of piano and guitar and I, f I feel like i've i've seen a couple videos where you were playing piano or, or guitar and i was like damn eli is a fucking good pianist and guitarist um so i was curious um i mean i guess i just like unloaded a bunch of stuff is is that assessment how accurate is is my is my assessment <laughs> um I would say pretty accurate um, um during pandemic i kind of just I, I didn't actually have a computer um, or any way to record music except for a bad tape recorder. And uh, I just it just felt like a weird time to be recording music. So I kind of just stepped back and was playing arguably more music, um, but just, just for myself, really. Mm -hmm. um, the house that I moved into uh, kind of early or midway through 2020 had an acoustic piano, which I've never actually had uh, that accessible to myself. So I played piano like every day. Um, and just didn't even really write a lot of music. A lot of it was just like, I would just find songs I really wanted to learn um, mm -hmm. and just kind of 
stick with that for like a couple months. Um, Wait, so you didn't like grow up playing piano or anything like that? Because I feel like when I watched I you play, I was like, you're okay. So you just had like an electric piano or something growing up? Yeah, I have. I have this. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. This really insanely old, or it's not that old, but it's just a funny 88 key weighted uh, piano that I've lugged around with myself for the last 16 years or so. Um, okay, is it like one of those like wooden like Yamaha or? Um... Yeah, it's a Kawai. I don't know what. Model oh, okay. It is, but... It's, uh, I had it one of those for a while. Yeah, they're great. Um, but I didn't actually have it. That was the first time in uh, when I got to sit down and play that piano. It was the first time I had kind of sat down and played piano again in a couple years, seriously. Um, mm-hmm. But I did grow up. That was the first instrument I ever played, and it definitely holds a, a special place for me in terms of instruments. Yeah, um, yeah. I was going to say, like... Easily walk around and <laughs> with the piano. Right, yeah, totally, totally. Um I'm ex- well, I'm, I wish I, I want to turn my camera so you can see just, but uh, I'm afraid my interface will pop out and it'll be weird. But just right off to the, the right here, I have uh, my friend is a piano technician and he he's always wanted to make an unicorda. Do you know what an unicorda is? Oh, I've heard of those. Yeah, those are beautiful. Um, so we, me and him picked up during the pandemic. We, he said, I found the perfect like little upright piano that we can turn into an unicorda. Let's go pick it up. It's free. So we went down to these people's house and picked it up. And it's it's like a 60-something key. I forgot what the 60s okay. interval is. But um, but it's like an upright, and he took all the extra strings off, and so it's just one string per key. And Oh, yeah. It's just like sounds really nice. So when you play like the damper, um, and play mm-hmm. it softly. It's almost like, it's almost like in between harp, classical guitar, and piano. Like you can get some really nice round tones yeah. out of it. So, um, yeah, That's I'm really favorite. excited. I, I play with the damper pedal all the way down all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the softness of it. I think the first time I saw, because I mean. I was thinking about this when I was going to get my coffee this morning and something I wanted to talk with you about is, you know, like there are some electronic musicians who actually, they just play synth or just even modular. They don't play guitar or piano or anything like that. And I, I guess I didn't ever really know exactly um, what your background was, but I think there was a, uh, I don't know if I was on the same bill as you or if it was just one that I was tuned into, but you played you did this like pre-recorded set for one of like the pandemic shows and you like started in this like room where this upright piano was and you were like playing it and then you went down the hall and, and I was like, that blew me away. Um, I've I've always known that you were super talented, but when I saw that, I was like, Oh, this is like next level shit right here. Um, so yeah, it was super, that's super cool. And I'm, I love this new, this new record. I love how much guitar, is on it. It's funny because I've actually been outlining uh, my next like solo record, and I'm I'm like starting with guitar. I'm writing with guitar because that's my main instrument. I started playing that like 28, almost 30 years ago. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So all of this is like a really, really long, drawn out way of asking. Like, well, one when you mentioned that you kind of just stopped like making music for the sake or for like Ann Annie stuff, but you were, you were doing it for yourself and, and you felt like it wasn't the right time to be making music. Um, 
I'm curious, had the pandemic not happened, would do you think you would have gone through that same cycle of kind of stepping back and and like reacquainting yourself with a piano and doing it for you and Mhm. Uh honestly, maybe not. Maybe I kind of felt it coming in a in a type of way, but mm -hmm. I also I was about to before the pandemic happened, I had all these and any plan i was gonna go tour in europe uh and do this oh, whole shit. big thing and then uh do some touring in, in america when i came back um but i was already starting to feel i don't want to say burnt out but just starting to feel a little stagnant with the music i was making at, at least mm -hmm. for myself um just centered around modular so i was kind of already having this itch to play acoustic instruments again and it kind of it, it maybe happened so quickly because it like felt like Oh, here's an excuse to kind of drop everything and go play piano for myself again, go play guitar and kind of reorientate what I'm doing music for. And, and uh, yeah, I think it might have happened, but it might have been more explosive, per se. <laughs> um, or like, you know, I'm done with Aunt Annie forever, kind of, I'm starting right. a punk band, type yeah, thing, which yeah. I also tried. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it, it, it probably would have happened in a little bit of a different, maybe not as. Uh, calm and uh mm -hmm. well but um yeah okay yeah had some plans for 2019 or 2020 um which were uh sad to, sad to see them go but it was it was also kind of nice to to be able to get back to that um, mm -hmm. kind of just yeah. core enjoyment of like oh this is this is why i was so into music as a kid um and and like what I love originally yeah. captured me to be playing mm -hmm. music and um, also, honestly, not to do with all the, you know, at not so fun parts of making my own music and publishing my own stuff and doing all that is that was nice to kind of just be like, oh, I can make a song let it, and make it sound bad and enjoy how bad it sounds. And then <laughs> come back the next day and there's, there's no deadlines or no uh, self pressures to get anything done. It's just on my own accord, which is super nice. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fun. What was that? It was, a, I just needed that refresher to get back to, uh, music, I guess, in a way. Totally. Yeah. I mean, as an, you know, as an artist these days, as an independent artist, like it's, it's not just making the music and making the record and, you know, it's like, that's so much correspondence for setting up tours like you do and, you know, labels and pitching stuff and, and doing stuff like this, you know, like that's like, I can, I see how you can easily get burnt out and. I burnt myself out before I was ever even like an electronic musician doing like, you know, pop punk stuff. And I was in yeah. a band for five years and it was just like, I, I got to a point where I just like, I felt like the, uh, it wasn't me at all anymore. Like I didn't feel like I, I had anything else to contribute to that. And I felt like, yeah, I felt like, and then I started kind of messing around with, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, soft synths and stuff, and then made some really, really embarrassingly bad stuff that I, I'm pretty sure doesn't exist anywhere, and I'm glad it doesn't, you know? Um, yeah. And then getting into electronic music, you know, I, I started finding what I, my voice that I would, had always been looking for, but then I kind of, right before Modular, I kind of, I had this idea for this album that's been floating in my head for like six years now. Um, mm -hmm. Very loose, but kind of a, a core idea, and I thought, getting into modular was going to help me realize it, but it took me further and further away from it yeah. because I just dove into modular and, to, and you know, it takes a long time to get decent at it. I feel like I'm just now getting mm -hmm. like, okay at it. Um, yeah, totally. 
but uh, yeah, just recently I'm kind of going back into back to my roots, so to speak. Now that I'm like, okay, I know what this machine does, this modular thing yeah. does, and now I know how I can maybe make these two things uh, fit together. Um, right. I had a point going on this this tangent mm -hmm. here to bring it back to you, and now I'm trying to find it. Um, I definitely yeah, know you what you mean by the modular, like taking you further away, because I and like. Even when you learn your set rack thing, if you if you go get a different module or a different set of things, of variables essentially, just all of a sudden it's like learning a completely new instrument, which is very fun and I love, I love that. But it's it can be so not straightforward sometimes that it's it takes a lot of effort to make it <laughs> continually make it sound good and different. Totally, uh -huh. uh, new ways, um, which is, you know, I don't think it's a good or bad thing, but it can be it can go either way for sure. Totally, yeah, yeah. I'm I mean. If you were to go back when I was first like this this like first seed of this album that I've been wanting to make was planted in my brain, if you were to go back and tell me like, well, you're actually not gonna like everything you've done so far is gonna be scrapped and you're not gonna start this really for like seven more years, I would have been devastated. But right. <laughs> now I'm super happy because I'm like, oh, this is gonna be so much better because mm -hmm. it's weird. And I'm curious about this with you getting into modular and doing modular for this long, I feel like it's made me a better drummer, better guitarist and a better pianist, even though I haven't mm -hmm. been playing them as much. It's yeah. unlocked something in my brain. And I feel like that's what I needed. I needed to like open a new Avenue in my brain to get out of my old ruts as far as like what I would write yeah. as a guitar song. Like, have you experienced, did you experience that with modular at all? Definitely. I kind of, especially in like general songwriting, I think, the way that you write, at least the way that I write songs on modular is very like, I, I used to say it's kind of, it's it's very unlinear, it's very nonlinear. It starts out mm -hmm. kind of just like as this whole thing, almost like building from the center of a circle out and like you have mm -hmm. all these options and it really, it becomes a linear track kind of just when you press record and then do the performance of it. Um, but in the songwriting aspect, you can write the end of it and then the beginning to completely out of order and then Absolutely. piece them together while performing it, which is definitely come into my maybe more subconsciously than I am aware of but has definitely come into playing other instruments and and with other people in, in interesting ways which is super cool something, wow, I, love, that, I, honestly, something I love about modular is the non-linearness of it it's yeah crazy. totally yeah actually you just made me like I I did exactly what you just said like this first so uh, this first what I'm gonna have is my like opening track what I'm thinking of is like the thesis for this album, mm -hmm. the thesis song or whatever statement, um, I, like I had like this riff. There's a riff that's in the middle of it that I've have been playing since before I got into modular, but I never, you know, it's just like it was like a chorus, you know, like it couldn't mm -hmm. be a whole song, and I never knew what to do. So I just like play it every once in a while, and then this summer I started writing something totally different, and then I was like, holy shit, this is like, this is the same key. A lot of the same notes this could totally fit with that thing and then like i've had this like e open e minor like super fast strummy thing that i've been doing since i was a teenager but have never mm -hmm. really found a way to put it in and i just mashed all three of those things together and now i'm like holy shit this is like one of the coolest things i've ever this might be the okay. best song i've ever written um wow, so that's yeah. cool that you mentioned that like you could start with the middle or the end and like yeah mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I definitely had something similar. Um, one of the songs on my that it was actually on uh, 
my last album on Wander Into Memoir has been just a little riff that has been I've been playing for maybe ten or twelve years. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first iteration of it on Wander Into is kind of more of this like adjacent started with piano and then kind of morphed into modular, um, somewhat seamless or trying to be seamless. But then when I uh, re-recorded it, uh, it kind of just was all one thing, and it, it's definitely one of my favorite songs. Nice. Um, and yeah, some of the I, just just the thought process of it. Uh, I think is has changed. Totally, um, yeah. Yeah, it is exciting with modulars that even in like, if, especially if you're doing a lot of granular stuff, modular or not, it, it can literally rewrite your melodies using the right. same notes, which is wild. Yeah, um, and that that's always fun to hear. So, yeah, so that's what I've been kind of doing for the past like three years is really just getting very simple melodies um, or even just playing something from a keyboard into something like Morphogene and then seeing what Morphogene mm-hmm. can do with it with all the CV I feed yeah. feed it. And, you know, it was messy for a while. And I feel like I've kind of got my process with that down now. And so that's mm-hmm. what I plan on combining with like my original, like my how I can actually play an instrument, you know, like um, <laughs> and I showed my friend the uh, that thesis song I was talking about. And he was like, this is where you, this is where your talent shines. Like you can make really cool soundscapey stuff with, with modular, but like, I feel like you need your guitar or a piano to write and fill it in Mm -hmm. because I don't really have so much tracks or or songs um, Mm -hmm. as far as modular goes, like maybe a couple, maybe one album I did, but like everything else is just kind of loose and everywhere and more of like an environment to sit in, which I appreciate. But after the last Mm -hmm. five years of doing that myself and doing this show and listening to a lot of modular music, I feel like, okay, a lot of this is cool, but like, what is it saying? Is it saying anything? Like, is it expressing something? And um, I felt like mine really wasn't. And now Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like, well, I've, I want to express myself. Um, yeah, totally. And, and I, I feel like I'm going to try to make or word this in a way that won't like um, put you on the spot and make you feel uncomfortable. But I feel like, um, is it Cordillera? Cord- mm-hmm. was that? So I feel like yeah. that album, you, like that album, and I forgot what our Benny album came out around that time, but like, I feel like you you and Austin's like first couple records really set the tone for what a lot of people were trying like to striving for making and then I feel like you guys like created this sound that I feel like has been not replicated or ripped off but I feel like you know like expounded on by the whole modular scene um mm-hmm. and then I feel like this new record of yours um it's uh, by morning, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel like, like, like I said earlier, like a, almost like a leveling up or like a real, real growth. I feel like as a musician because it's still Ann Annie. It's still it mm-hmm. has the textures that you are just a master of, but it feels more intentional as far as like pieces goes. Is and do you think that's accurate or how do you feel about? what like um, your growth <laughs> and the scene and everything yeah yeah um well thank you that that's a kind kind very kind words um i i think i'm not sure which record maybe swadad or um or saudade or um 
Full Blossom in the evening, I think, of the or Austin's records that came out around that time. And okay. I definitely felt, I definitely was super inspired by those two. Um, and uh, a lot of that went into Cordillera. Um, and then kind of moving into Wander into, I, I kind of had that same thing where I was like, man, I, I love these soundscapes. But for me, sometimes they're like, I want to, I want to structure little th- things a little bit more intentionally. Um, and, and uh, yeah, I don't, hard to describe. It, it really was like a, a kind of a personal thing where I was listening to it and I was like, I love these, I love where, how these sound, but I want to like, you know, I want to add to this and make it, but adding to it, I can't just add more drones. And like, right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's, it's just going to become in which is beautiful. And there's, I, I think that um, it's, it's a very gorgeous way to make music too, but I, I just was kind of getting antsy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so taking after uh, Wander Into into By Morning, um, I really just focused, um, I, st- I started all the songs with just acoustic instruments and um, basically tracking a whole song with just uh, acoustic instruments. Um, and it, it actually took a really long time to kind of get to that point. There's when I started getting back into music about a year ago today, um, there's, I, I recorded a lot of really bad tracks, a lot of really bad. <laughs> uh-huh. I was like, really, I wanted to do like kind of lo-fi ambient, like almost dance stuff. Mm-hmm. So I tried that for a little bit. Didn't work out very well. <laughs> I feel um, like you kind of were, didn't, if I remember right, your velocity set was a little bit more like, beat driven and higher tempo than what people were used to from you. So I feel like, did that kind of start around then like that kind of feeling for wanting change or. It definitely, yeah, it definitely started then. And then I had that weird break and I tried to pick up from right there, but um, honestly, just been playing so so much like, you know, ambient or at least like my style music in on piano, on just piano um, Mm -hmm. that it kind of, I feel like I was like too, too I think too sub, much subconsciously in that mindset of like, I want to make pretty music still and mm-hmm. uh, still soundtrack oriented. I think that's kind of my whole, always been my idea about the music I want to create is stuff that can be played for soundtracks or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, have the soundtrack vibe. Um, and yeah, by morning kind of came together in a weird, there's a lot of iterations of it that were really different and kind of rushed. Honestly, I was kind of getting itchy to get something out. Uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, I actually, about two months before it came out in August, I had, I, I like had this, <laughs> this like woke up and was listening to my finished album and had this like, oh no, actually <laughs> I really don't like hat all, like most of these tracks, they just, they sound like so like, you know, not like half energy, kind of just like putting together what I used to do. And this is what I'm trying to get out of. So I, I deleted half of the, record, <laughs> no, more than half. Like, I think there's only Wait, three Wait, is it gone? It. Are they gone? No, no, no. I just, oh, okay. I, I, I deleted them from my computer. They, they're on a hard drive somewhere, but I like 86 them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just, I was like, I need to, I need to, I don't take a lot of, sometimes I don't take a lot of time. I'm like so excited to do stuff or just, you know, I, I just work in a very like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, me like, too. I'm locked in, I'm locked in. Um, so I, I just kind of slowed down and uh, um, also been getting into a lot of early country and folk music and wanted to kind of bring that into some of my own stuff. Um, right on. And uh, 
yeah, it kind of it formulated at the end of August. I was like, oh, wow, this is actually sounding like a put-together piece of music, not just something that I threw together last minute. Yeah. That's It's so funny. That we, like, you just described exactly how I've, I've been doing it, too. And, like, I've released... I mean, a lot of them are just, like, Bandcamp releases that I've, you know, made one post about. It's just, like, I have, I have this mm-hmm. series I call Modular Musings, where it's just, like, after I have, like you know, a few months of recorded patches that I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to, I don't, I'm not going to work on these anymore, but I think they're kind of nice. I'll release that. Um, and I, you know, the last album I just released a few weeks ago, like was literally tracked in one night. Like we just, me and my friend just improved and he played piano and I ran his piano through everything. And I actually think it mm-hmm. turned out awesome, but yeah, I have that same thing where I, I get like, when I have that inspiration, I'm as excited about making it, but I'm also like want it to be done just so I can like put it out there. And I find mm-hmm. myself, um, you know, not having the patience to put in the work, which has recently just changed, you know, and I'm 38. Mm-hmm. I feel like I should have figured this out by now, but you know, I think, I think it's really, really important to where if you're like feeling, you know, like, you want to make something that's important to you and is a good mm-hmm. accurate representation of who you are as an artist and a good snapshot of this time in your life or whatever it is like mm-hmm. it's so worth the time and like yeah. just last night i this this quote unquote thesis song sorry i keep coming back to it but um mm-hmm. i uh I've been, I want to start the album off with that, just like guitar, classical guitar. So I've been recording it on my porch with a field recorder because I've, you know, people driving by and just shit happens in in my neighborhood. So I've actually recorded probably like 40 different takes of it. Um, And it's like nine minutes long. And like last night I was nailing one and then I literally played the wrong chord on one part at the very end. And I'm like, well, that whole nine minutes is done. yeah that is the thing there's long tracks and you're like ah yes and then yeah i'm yeah that's that's happened a lot i mean (laughs) there's no shame in in multi-tracking it but like i i'm i really got into field recording over the pandemic and Mm -hmm. uh i i'm trying to actually like play along with the sounds around me so like there have been a few times where the song starts ramping up and sirens start in the distance or a big Mm -hmm. truck drives by and so like i'm waiting for like all of these happenstances around me to Mm -hmm. be super fitting with what is also a really good take of this track and yeah this is i've never put this much effort or patience into something like this um Mm -hmm. but it's it it like last night i was thinking i was like if at this pace like best case scenario this album might be done in a year and i was like you Mm -hmm. know what if that's what it takes then that's what it takes because i want to do it right you know um totally so yeah Yeah, have i I been there with the sirens i used to i there's there's so many like i'll be like piecing looking through all my takes and like oh this one's the siren sounds so good in this but i messed up right here so yeah yeah (laughs) and then yeah sitting there at like you know 3 a.m you're like come on Come on, let's maybe a bus will pass and it'll sound cool. And then Dude, at some point I'm just I got it. I got to be done with this. What am I doing? I, last you night know? I went to bed at like yeah. two a.m. because I was out there and I kept telling myself, okay, one more take, and I did like four. You know, yeah. and it's like two of them are really good, but one I fucked up on a chord, and then the the last mm-hmm. one I did 
that I thought was like, I was like, fuck yeah. But the end is really soft. And right as I go into the last line of the end, this person drives by my house just like with super loud sub bumping. And I'm like, that's that would have been cool like 40 seconds ago, but not right here at this soft spot. So it's just like, uh, would you guys wait to build up? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know why it's important to me. I mean, I'm if, if I don't get the take in, uh, you know, in the next like couple weeks, I'll probably just do a field recording and do some multi-tracking because, mm-hmm. but, for, but right now it's like important to me that it gels with the sounds around me. Um, yeah. and I feel like I'm, I'm sorry, again, I'm just like talking about myself and it's, it's this your oh, interview, yeah. but, um, I feel like. I don't know if that's how you work, but just I, you, you have been an influence on me as, you know, like a musician, especially in the modular realm. And I just kind of picture you, you know, when I feel like, no, I'll just multi-track it. I'm like, yeah, but if Eli had this idea, would he multi-track <laughs> it or would he make sure that he got it? You know, and that it's so I'm, I'm kind of curious in this instance, like, mm-hmm. do you, do you, I mean, I know you just kind of like said you had something similar, but like, What's, yeah. I guess that is a long-winded way of saying, what's your process? Or what was your process for the new record? <laughs> um, I'm all into, and also I love hearing about your process. It's super cool because uh, it, it's it's great because I, I feel a lot of similarities. Like I, to, with the field recording, I, I, I did a lot of field recording. I also, I only have a two-channel interface. I'm usually recording tape, so everything has to be mixed in a mixer beforehand. And I've just gotten so good at like hearing what I need to hear out of a two-channel stereo output mm-hmm. that I when I do multi-track I get confused because and it's just overwhelming and I feel like I'm wasting time yeah and like honestly in, in musical practices my I, I feel really strongly about like if it feels right if you're doing something because it feels right and that's the only the only measure it doesn't matter like if, even if somebody's like I can't hear the difference or like you know I I think if if, if you like if it takes two weeks to get that one take with everything in it it's just like so important because uh, you know, back and back, it kind of goes back to rushing through stuff. There's been so many songs I've released. I'm like, why did I not just wait? Why did I not, not do this? Totally. Yeah. One time because I, now I'm sitting here listening and it probably would sound the same. Maybe it would sound worse, but I, I hear, and I, I want to like listen to my songs and be like, I remember waiting around to record that and, <laughs> and trying to get it. Um, that being said, I definitely did a little bit more multi-tracking in, uh, for by morning, um, I actually started using a four-track tape recorder instead of oh, nice. two-track. Um, but I still, still a lot of that was like, okay, I'm going to group all these things together. I'm going to group like eight things into actually just two tracks and then split them into four. Um, but yeah, I, a lot of it is so situational, honestly, just how I'm, how I'm feeling in the moment or when starting the song that, uh, it's it is it's important to me to you know have that right then and there and, and sometimes multi-tracking can feel a little less authentic and and then therefore make it hard for me to be like oh i'm super excited to go mix this and make it sound really great because mm-hmm. i'm just gonna be thinking oh this is not as together as i want it to be right uh-uh. yeah yeah and yeah I definitely, again i love you know i feel strongly about two channel stereo <laughs> mixing everything into your stereo output i think you know, it's just what I'm comfortable with. And, and it's, it's honestly simple to mix that way. I think, yeah, as somebody who, you know, started 
and you know cut my teeth mixing like sometimes up to like 30 something separate tracks you know when i was doing electronic stuff pre-modular like i'd have like three different high hi-hat voices but they would all be on different tracks you know and um and i really did like trying to solve that puzzle of getting it all eq'd to sound nice especially when you don't have good gear or good interfaces to get stuff in there you kind of have to do a lot of post-processing um but i think one of the great advantages of modular is exactly like what you were just describing just how good you can get it sounding to just come Mm -hmm. out of like a stereo mix and it's like well yeah i'm basically just doing i'm doing the work i'm front loading it rather than like okay i'll mix it later no it's like this is sounds great right now and um you know once you have like your effects your wet dry dialed in in a way that you like that's the only thing that that I've gotten in the habit of doing a totally dry, like splitting my stuff and having a totally dry thing. Cause sometimes I'll be listening to something that I made and I'm like, this is so cool, but God damn it. That phaser is just like a sine wave looping through the whole thing. And it's really just, it gets distracting after a while. And it's like, well, I can't, I already ripped that patch apart and I can't take that part out. So Mm -hmm. I'm definitely not opposed to the multi-tracking idea. And actually Mm -hmm. this album is, is definitely going to be the most like multi-tracked thing I've made since um, getting into modular, but like just this opening thing, like I, so I keep using this word thesis. It's very important to me that I kind of want this album to be like the summation of, Mm -hmm. you know, my, my songwriting as a acoustic instrument player. And then what I've been able to accomplish with um, modular and then also the field recording aspect of it. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know where I was going. Yeah, and I think modular, like, unless you're, I, I tried this one time of, like, splitting all my voices out into a multi-tracked thing, and it was it was definitely interesting, but I've, I've, I've just been so used to, like, having a mixing module in modular and having the output be a stereo or even a mono channel output. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's so much, like, I always used to think of mixing modular as, like, kind of like mixing an orchestra, but you only have two channels of it. Uh, which is you know good and bad yeah (laughs) you get it right it's great if if there's something wrong it's like oh i I can't rip this patch apart i already ripped it apart so too late now yeah Um, that definitely i think that's kind of what introduced me into the okay two channels here we go uh um and then yeah yeah definitely i definitely know what you mean (laughs) by that um well i so i recently just got um from uh board brain electronics i got a uh a stereo five band eq um oh yeah and is it a module yeah yeah and and it's like i think it's eight hp um you know so it's got a it's got three outputs so you can get a mono out um and then there's the stereo out there 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 there's cv control for every band and then there's a panner with that also has cv but like i mean maybe i'll get into what's that that's rad yeah it's pretty cool it's so so great and like i got it because even though i am going to do multi-tracking and stuff but like especially for a live situation like i want to be able to mix this like you know really really nicely and it's funny i've talked about wanting an eq module for a long time and everybody's like why don't you just use a filter and i'm like because i want to use a filter for filtery things like i want this to be my end of chain like just Mm -hmm dialing it in absolutely perfectly because like when it comes to mixing like eq is my 
that's my fucking scalpel, you know, like that's my man compression and EQ are like almost all I use mm -hmm. as plugins anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, same but, with me. I, my general plugin chain mixing slash mastering plugin chain is EQ compression. That's pretty much it. Limiter maybe. And a, yeah, limiter on the master track. Yep. That's sometimes, um, I will put like some reverb on the master just a like yeah. like where the passive listener wouldn't even notice but it depends on the track really um mm -hmm. yeah i've been messing with that too it's kind of a fun i accidentally i think i did that by accident or something or I'm, i was doing it into tape and i was like whoa this makes the stereo feel really weird like it's not you can't hear the reverb but it just widens everything just slightly and yeah. kind of softens to a nice level that yeah i've been messing with just the smallest amount of reverb on the master track too. yeah i think it i think it works and 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 that's and i really like uh and going back to this eq is if you mm -hmm. have like a really nice end of chain simple uh euro rack reverb you know you can put your stereo out into that from the eq and like i feel like eqing before reverb is just like so such a game changer you know like yeah. um yeah, if you can take some of your lows <laughs> what's that Oh, that, that's the pro way. <laughs> <laughs> um, what? There was one more uh, like, oh yeah, I wanted to add, um, just since we're kind of in this this realm. Have you heard of uh, the uh, Chaos Devices Minsk? Minsk, M-I-N-S-K. I, I have. I, I I don't exactly remember, but I was really into the Chaos Devices stuff. I didn't. I've only had the uh, what is it? The Zadar. Mm -hmm. um, but I just love their interfaces and. And uh, their modules are super interesting. They're kind of like straightforward, but at the same time, build upon these straightforward ideas to become like super interesting, and and also mm -hmm. have a ton of modulation inputs, so you can kind of go crazy. Yeah, um, I'm super impressed fun. with their stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna send you a link to this really quick in the uh, in this chat, just because I feel like you would really really love this thing. So it's just like a um, it's a mid and and side. Um, it, basically you can feed it a mono, you can feed it a mono and, and then like kind of create a faux stereo. It can be like a phaser, but you can also just send it your, um, your, your stereo for your in, um, and then it will do like the processing of the mid and side and then spit it back out in, in your stereo signal. And it just really sweetens things up and fattens them up. And it also has a, a send and return. So you could send that and you just use it as a send return for your for something like a I've been using some mid and side processing on all my tracks and it's pro in, in just in the EQ like really small and lightly but it's probably mm -hmm. been the best thing I've found mixing modular and just like big tracks that are stereo only. totally yeah uh, it's so helpful I, I use it kind of obsessively it's like my favorite type of EQ to go into especially with modular stuff because you yeah. can like really isolate bands exactly where you want them and it, it helps at least in my music there's a lot and, and there's just a lot of mid-heavy reverb drone stuff that kind of builds up, and it's mm -hmm. I, I've had like a hard time cleaning that up. But when I discovered mid-side processing, it was immediately like, here we go, easy. Yeah, this yeah. It's not a problem anymore. Yeah, and it's always those like low mids that mm -hmm. like I find myself scoot like go like listening and being like, okay, there's a frequency range in here that's like driving me nuts, and then yeah. I'll find it and it will be like a low mid, and I'll turn it down, and then once I do that, I feel like almost like the guts are taken out of the track in a way, and I'm like, 
I can't remove this, just this one little piece. So yeah, like the mid side really helps with that. And, you know, this is a four HP module. So like taking the EQ and then going into that, it's just like, yeah. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm, it's so small. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, their stuff is so, so cool. I also have their uh, Kamaniac phaser and it, it's oh, just I, like, I want to miss that. That thing looks rad. It is so fucking cool. Um, it's, I think it's the best sounding phaser that I've ever used, like even that the pedals one with the or anything. What's that? Is that the yeah, one the with the waste, Yeah, I think it's wasted and stoned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's cool. There's like, it's pretty, there is like quite a bit of variation between the two modes. Um, it doesn't like turn it into a totally different module, but when you get it like, self like the the resonation or the like the phasing like self oscillating you can mm. get to these just insane low just shake your fucking house with it it's yeah. it's really really cool um cool yeah yeah I, I i gotta mess with one of those they look fun are you still uh in portland or oregon i am yeah yep. right on right on i was yep. just down there a few weeks ago um and played played a set that was okay um but yeah I, I haven't really spent a whole lot of, every time i've gone down to portland it's always been for like a show so like one night and then mm -hmm. leave in the morning so i got to spend a week in there and actually like get to take it That's in a little bit more and god i love that town so much hopefully it was that in the rainy time actually it was when it was really hot oh nice it was there like the, yeah, that weekend October, where we had yep yep that was the yeah um so yeah, I definitely want to get back down there. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, let me know if you're ever down here. What's up? Let me know if you're ever down here. We can get a little jam going or something. Yeah, that would be super cool. And I, uh, my wife and I moved to Tacoma a, a, almost exactly a year ago now. Um, so a little closer. I mean, you don't have to deal with the the Seattle traffic to get down there. So it does feel more attainable to get down there. But. Um, mm -hmm. But speaking of traveling around, are you are you planning on like doing any shows or touring or anything? Um, I hope to be. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I kind of want to step out of booking stuff myself, just because uh, it's a lot of work. And I'm also started a music project last year with um, a couple super long friend term friends of mine, mm -hmm. um, and we I've been doing a lot of booking with them. We might we might actually go on tour in. Uh, this spring um, okay but that's kind of been taking up my booking uh energy um, mm -hmm. <laughs> um yeah i would love to do i would love to play more shows but i'm gonna try to i'm hoping to reach out to a booking agency or, or get picked up by fingers crossed get picked up by something like that you can yeah uh, that would be so great uh, but i would love i actually played ambient church in portland uh about a month ago mm -hmm. and kind of i wanted to try doing i played with like four different acoustic instruments on stage and was trying mm -hmm. was trying to make like more of an acoustic ambient thing going mm -hmm. um with a bunch of live looping which was i've never done live looping it was kind of a mistake to try to do it, uh, <laughs> last minute but it worked out it wasn't terrible it was just scary <laughs> live <laughs> there's an art it. to live looping for sure um it's amazing i don't get I, some i've seen i saw like earlier that week i saw um name apollo from uh um uh, what's the from hikes uh the band mm -hmm. hikes uh, did a, a set and 
their live looping was crazy. They had like a couple, like three different live loopers, but it, it sounded like they were running an Ableton rig and there was no computer involved. And it was just one of the most gorgeous things I've ever heard. And I'm still a little bit bewildered about how to do anything even near that. But yeah, uh, I think you got to find the... What's that? Sorry, what was that? Oh, <laughs> go ahead. Um, I, didn't I was just saying, I... that's, that's kind of where I want to move with my live sets is doing like having a modular setup, but much less centerpiece and and like building up all these other acoustic instruments around it that are looped and then using the modular to do some processing of it and then mm-hmm. some melody parts but kind of creating a more dynamic set i guess mm-hmm. from my experience with live looping like the, like the last probably three or four shows i did before i like went fully modular um i was mm-hmm. doing a lot of live looping with uh with guitar and stuff. And mm-hmm. I think I had a decent workflow, but I wasn't doing anything like new with that type of approach to live performance. Um, mm-hmm. I was basically just like looping small pieces and then building to these like cacophonous jams by the end. And I think that's cool, but I think it's also like pretty overdone, at least the way I was doing it. But from my mm-hmm. experience with working with live looping is you, it's absolutely essential. This is going to sound super obvious, but like, it's really, really important to make sure that you find the looper that has the functionality and interface that you really gel with. Um, Definitely. And I know some of the people who I've seen doing live looping in the coolest and most effective ways use that electro harmonics, like 45,000 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've seen that a lot. Never messed I, with it. But I think it has, it, it can, like, it has, like, some, um, like quantizing um, capabilities as far as like timing goes. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's pretty simple, but I think it's like, if it's, if it's close, it's, it's probably like a, a couple years ago, like the, like Ableton seven, uh, you know, like quantization <laughs> level or something. Um, there's MIDI control over it. And then there's also what I like about it is there's banks. So you can like loop stuff into different banks with faders and mix it in and out. Um, Oh, that's yeah. super nice. Yeah. Yeah, that that's not, I I've just been using a microcosm, which it has apparently quantization. I don't really know how it works. Which um, is the microcosm? That sounds familiar. It's uh by hologram devices. It's it's also oh, a yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, it sounds like mutable instruments, clouds and a pedal. It's kinda awesome. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's almost right too on. easy to uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the live looper is cool, is pretty straightforward in that, but it doesn't have I, I do like the idea of being able to like mix different banks of of uh of loops because that's kind of where i had a lot of not i not even really issues just like it kind of stops me from doing certain things because like i either need to have like be really aware of my volume on every single instrument which is kind of hard to do especially when i'm like oh god looping yeah uh, yeah but yeah that sounds rad the 4500 i think it's forty five thousand maybe um i actually i i I like, uh, I lusted after this thing for years and and just never had the money to buy it. And then, um, it's pretty, it's up there. It's expensive. Yeah. But I'm sure you could find one used on uh, reverb or something for not too much. And then there's like a, a, like a extra pedal for it that I forgot what it does, but it does seem to be pretty, pretty useful. Um, oh yeah. You get left, right over each channel. That's pretty cool. mm -hmm. Yeah, it's. I, like um, I saw this group called Mammifer. It's like a a, a male female duo, 
and it's kind of like ambient like but vocals and songs but it's i think you would dig it actually um but yeah the woman in there she she, and the band she was using that and she and i was just like holy shit she is like she's a master of that thing she's ripping it up on that and um now that i'm looking at it mammifer yeah they might be a Northwest act. I saw them in Anacortis um, open up for Mount Erie when he released that album after his wife died. And it was like in this like little like old train depot, maybe like 50 people. It was, it was, uh, it was crazy. It was so cool. Um, Sounds right. Yeah. All right. We are going to take a little break from our conversation with Eli here to, uh, like Van Morrison says, uh, rock your gypsy soul just like way back in the days of old, and magnificently we will float into the mystic. That was such a long ways to go for such a stupid joke, but yes, uh, this is the mystic droning away right now from Recovery Effects. I don't have uh, really any modulation happening or anything, and I've got the delay turned all the way down, so let's just kind of go through this thing and check out some of the sounds. The carrier frequency, kind of our overall pitch here but they do modulate each other the two carrier frequencies so here that's the carrier frequency two knob that I'm turning and then here's carrier frequency one knob and then of course the amount of modulation that happens um, you know is dependent on how much you turn up the modulation two or modulation one attenuators here But I think, oh yeah, let me just turn these modulation uh, attenuators up a little bit. Now I'm going to turn the modulation rate up. So yeah, just already right away, just a lot of fun playing with the knobs here. But it really starts getting fun when you bring this delay into the mix. Can get your delay feedback going all the way up. Let's bring the delay mix all the way up. Let's turn off the switch so it's not droning anymore. So yes, lots of fun. And like I said, I switched off the switch so it's not droning and now there's the push button. Yeah, super fun. Let's get to droning again. So we have from left to right, as far as all of the uh, attenuators go, we've got our carrier frequency one, carrier frequency two, the modulation one attenuator, modulation two attenuator, modulation rate, delay time, delay feedback, or excuse me, uh, yeah, delay time. I don't know if I said modulation or delay time. And then your delay mix. Let's bring that pretty low if you'd like. 
and then your overall volume. Um, and then there is CV control for all of those uh, knobs that I just turned except for the volume um, and the mix and feedback. So you get you get one CV control over the de over the delay and that's the delay time. Um, so let me get it droning again. I'm gonna put uh, just a, um, a bipolar LFO into the rate of the modulation. And then let me put uh, a uh, quantized sequence into the uh, carrier frequency two. And then I'll also put a uh, quantized voltage sequence into cross or, uh, carrier frequency one. And then I'll modulate the time of the delay. And then I've got some um, some envelopes coming out of carve that I'll put in the two modulator inputs. <laughs> so yeah, that's just a really, really quick overview. I am, uh, you know, I'm new to the instrument, so it's going to get, uh, uh, you know, my, what I do with it will get more interesting, but I, I, I just wanted to give you an idea of, of how it works and, and what kind of sounds you can get out of it. But I can tell you this, just, just sitting with it, even without any CV sources, just sitting here and kind of exploring all the different, uh, combinations you can get with the, with the different knobs and stuff. It is super fun and super compact. And you know, I love me some semi semi modular stuff. So I can't wait to incorporate this with like the Strega and my, uh, Soma enter. I think those three together, you could, you could do a lot of damage with those. So maybe I'll, I'll, I'll get into something like that next week, but let's get back into this chat with Ann Annie. Well, okay. I, we've, uh, we've got like a couple more minutes cause I don't want to take too much of your time and we're going down a rabbit hole, but I want to make sure that we, we fully give, um, by morning justice. So is there anything that like you were hoping we could talk about as far as the album goes, uh, during this chat that you kind of wanted to, to get out there or, um, yeah. Um, I think particularly, I, I guess, um, part of, part of, maybe this is more just for me, but, uh, the, the album art was done by this beautiful graphic designer, Valentina, uh, Pullian, who she lives in Spain, but, um, I've been working with her for, um, a little bit now. And, and I think part of by morning, not just the album artwork, but I started to want to kind of also take, try to take a step back and like, okay, what if I didn't do everything? I don't, maybe I don't need to, <laughs> not mm -hmm. maybe this is actually not idea um and i think that mindset really helped me slow down too because you're just like okay let's just stick with the music part and like really focus on that really get that down and then maybe think about other stuff um and yeah i just i just a quick just gotta give a quick thanks to valentina because it's been it's so nice working with um her and it's been such an easy time and and it having a visual aspect like that that comes from somebody else that i feel like absolutely reflects um, my work is is like such a satisfying thing and, and makes it's it might be small and maybe just like a motivating thing for me but it's it's been a, a very cool experience to to see somebody else interpret my music and uh, reflect that in in a visual aspect which I could never have definitely definitely don't have the skills to do or even thought of like 
visualize in my head. So it's it's a pretty special thing. Uh, yeah, I'm glad yeah. you brought that up because it 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 popped out right away. Like when I think I when you first posted about her, um, and then when I was looking at it today, I was like, that is such good artwork. And I also thought to myself, like, because you kind of like you have a very specific style with your graphic design that you put into the Anne Annie stuff, which mm -hmm. I feel like has really is really a part of your whole universe. And I really mm -hmm. like that this is like the album, mm -hmm. kind of a, like a new like step forward, like a, a small evolution. Um, so I, yeah. I feel like that that's very cool. And it's cool to hear that it sounds really intentional. Did you send yeah. her the, the tracks as inspiration or did you guys just have conversations mm -hmm. or... Yeah, I think I sent a brief paragraph about kind of the uh, idea of the album. Um, and then I sent, I actually sent the, the draft version, the bad draft version, which I was like, nah, never mind. Uh, and that was that was one of the great things working with Valentina. There were, I sent like maybe in the, in one week, I, I sent like three different like, okay, I'm so sorry. I know that I already asked you to change the track titles <laughs> and everything, but I actually did it again. And here's a new track like three times. And every time she's like, yeah, no worries. I got it. Of course. That's so um, cool. Um, but yeah, I sent the, the tracks over. Um, when we first started working together back in uh, June, um, she listened to a bunch of my music and said some very sweet words. And um, immediately after that, I was like, I think we're going to work together very well. I think you see, I think we see similarities to, or mm -hmm. similar, have similar vision for, for what this should be. And, uh, I love a good yeah. collaboration. When you're like really gel with somebody and you both are on the same page and it's working out like there's almost like mm -hmm. it's one of the best feelings it's one of the most gratifying like Absolutely. relationships you can have it's so fun yeah. um so when you like you don't have to to share the the actual paragraph or you don't actually don't have to share it if, if it's too personal but i'm kind of curious something that i was wondering like and going back to this like thing that i've said a million times in this episode but like the thesis statement like is there mm -hmm kind of a thesis or a theme or like something specific you were working through or trying to express with by morning? Um, I think on, on like a very, you know, not, the, I guess not the most interesting level. It was, it's definitely like a lot of what I took from my couple years, not recording music, um, and, and funneling that into not just like the actual music, but just the, the feeling, the emotion that I had at the time of playing music and, and funneling it into a record. Um, from a less, I guess, obvious, <laughs> from less obvious standpoint, um, uh, I think the paragraph I sent Valentina was that it's about, it's it's supposed to be a soundtrack for a non-existent film. Uh, and my idea with By Morning, and I, I don't know why, I, I like that because it's kind of like, I, my idea was like, by morning, it's always I'm always like I'll finish this by morning, or I'll do this thing by morning, or, you know, I'll do this in the morning, you know, kind of thing. Um, and so that's kind of what the, the record is like a placeholder. It's just like this kind of slow, like that space in between of like what of the what is it the what is the by morning thing? What are you putting off? And maybe it's not putting off. Maybe it's like taking a necessary breath um, from doing stuff. Uh, so that's kind of where the, the name came from, I guess, and and the idea. I, of, I like that. Album. That because because um, this is I'm finding a lot of similarities between us throughout this chat. But uh, I, I've recently started joking that uh, it should be on my family crest to say, "Why do today what you can put off till tomorrow?" That's right. um, <laughs> just like it's kind of my like how I've conducted myself a lot of my life, which 
in mm-hmm. in some ways like i think when i'm doing it health like in a healthy way where it's like i'm actually like taking into account like my my emotional needs and whatnot um it feels very like middle path buddhist and it's like mm-hmm. i like that aspect but i also can feel myself leaning into it too hard to where right. to where it just becomes flat out like procrastination um so i like mm-hmm. that you titled this like the way you described it seemed like it was like not a whole not not a lot of value judgment on it it's just more of like mm-hmm. yeah i I'm, I'm like this and sometimes it's great and sometimes it's not but it's just yeah. is and i i like that is. yeah it just is yeah and i feel like i've that's something that i i guess i have come into feeling a lot of like man i can't get held up on all these things all these pressures like if i especially with like doing stuff if i don't do something like i'm if i just keep dwelling on it nothing's gonna get done yeah Um, and also if i start thinking too much and go too fast then there's also that problem Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah Mm -hmm. finding that sitting balance and just like okay well i'm gonna do what i have the ability to do now even if it's not a lot or if it's too much yeah Um, yeah well going and do like going too fast and rushing something just to get it done is like it could be argued that that is kind of a function of the procrastination that you mm-hmm. might you know because you're like well if i can just bang this out then i won't be right. procrastinating i won't have the opportunity to procrastinate so you're like i just gotta get it all done um but yeah i feel like with everything that you've said uh you know like just the way we've talked today and just listening what you know listening to the album and thinking you know to myself like how this has been a real like uh growth you know like it shows a lot of growth as an artist and i feel like just everything that we've talked about today you've like you've grown a lot it sounds like you've grown a lot as a person and i'm pretty sure you're a lot younger than me and i feel like i just came to like these same realizations that you did and like how do you mind if i ask how old you are uh i'll be 24 this year 24. Yeah. So I'm 38. So you got a good head start. <laughs> um, and we're almost done late. here. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, I've, I've always said that, like, I, uh, you know, I, 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 I figure stuff out and I think I, you know, I have a lot of good character traits and stuff, but I, I, I think I came to them a little later than, uh, most people who come to these things do, but you know, um, but I'm kind of curious and we don't, I could cut this part out too. Cause it's kind of a weird mm-hmm. question, but like, just like on the, something else I was thinking of is, you know, you, you are pretty young um, mm-hmm. and you know, you're 24 now. So when did Cordillera come out? Were you 19? I believe so. 18 or 19. I think it was 18, 18 or 19. Yeah. Um, And like, you know, as modular started blowing up, you know, like five, again like the Eurorack thing started like really having this other surge or at least from my perspective people argue about this but you know like the time when that album came out and everything um i feel like you know that you know to go back to austin like you and austin became like like the the fucking the the, the head honchos the big the big cheese the big cheeses of the of the modular Eurorack scene and stuff and i'm just like curious to to like a, a young adult, you know, 18 years old, like, did that fuck with your head? Has there been weird pressure or has it been like mostly positive or how, like, what's that experience been like? Um, 
there there definitely was a time after <laughs> the first the first time I after I released that I went to Europe for a tour and a couple of, I definitely came back and was like wow I'm so sick you know <laughs> I had this famous person you know yeah. uh, type of attitude that um, uh, and the pandemic was certainly humbling and, and just you know being growing older and and uh, doing music more and, and realizing how much more how, how much there's always to learn um, mm-hmm. definitely humbled me a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, I guess, uh, I haven't really thought about it too much. I definitely think about it now, like looking back, like, wow, I was really, I was pretty young when I, when I got into this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always had, I, I've also always just had this kind of like, even when I was, even before that I was in a, I, I used to do the music project I had right before that I was recording like full band songs in my room, just like to like 8am or all night long, you know, just mm-hmm. grinding out. I kind of always had this, like, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to go crazy and just dive 100% in, um, which has not, that definitely hasn't changed. It's still that won't, it won't change. It might, it might total, you might be a completely different medium. You might be woodworking someday, but I'll tell you from my experience, like I've, I've had that same burning thing since I was 12 years old and it, it never, never goes away. And it actually can be, uh, it's, it's hard to learn how to manage it and, and not have it like, be a, a source of uh, tension in interpersonal relationships and, and stuff like yes. that. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I've definitely come across that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What do you but think yeah, that it, is? It, there's just like this driving, like people, there's some people who haven't, some people who don't, but it's just like, you've got like, it's for me, it's just like a constant engine. That's just like, I'm all, there's always at least like four big things that I want to do. Like I really want to write a screenplay. I'm also wanting to build mm-hmm. like my own, I have this work cart and I got some Euro rack rails. So I want to build like a Euro, Euro, Euro cart and I want to make this mm-hmm. album and I want to shoot like remote performances and I want to do the podcast, you know, it's just like, and then it just starts piling up to where like, it's all I think about is all these things. And then, yeah. you know, f- friends and family are like, Hey, um, right. Remember us, you know, what do you think that is? I don't know. I thought about this a lot, honestly, just because sometimes I'm like, sometimes it's uncomfortable because I'm like, I really need to, you know, do nothing or spend time with other people. But I like, it, it feels like this, almost like this, I have, I have to do it. There's no other mm-hmm. way I can't not. Yeah. Do mm-hmm. uh, it's a, it's a compulsion. Least, yeah. Yeah, it is. It feels like a compulsion. I, I think part of it for me is I started working when I was pretty young, um, just at a grocery store and haven't had like the most exciting jobs i love my job now i I cook at a restaurant um but you know i don't make a ton of money and it's i i think it's part of it for me is that comes from this like i don't want to get stuck doing something the the same thing over and over again every day even if i love doing it i just don't want to do the same thing over and over again every day Mm -hmm. because i think i'll stop loving it um and just i think part of it comes from this like super opposite side of that of like okay well what if i did some like did all these other things and all these crazy things that actually even one of those things involves five different other things that i have to yeah. learn yeah um, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i learned to i for some reason learned to weld welded a car back together i did a bunch nice. of great stuff i, I yeah. built your places at the end of the pandemic uh and just like you know i don't know i think it's an antsiness to to do to just do other things but uh even in music you know the, there's 
I'm, I'm have, I've been having a nice little break from music after releasing By Morning. Uh-huh. Um, just going out and shooting, uh, doing photography and video stuff. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I think I, I just get bored easily, honestly. And, uh, same, yeah. And But at the same time, I don't dip my toes and I jump fully in. <laughs> same here, um, yep. <laughs> like, you know, I'm bored and then I'm like, okay, cool. Well, I'm just going to do a quick life change for like a couple months and, and like be like, this is my new thing. Yeah. Uh, I did that at the end of last year. I got super into painting. Mm-hmm. I'm not a good painter at all. Mm-hmm. And it was like four or five months. Oh mm-hmm. shit. It says you're offline, but you're still here. I think I just got a notification that it reconnected. I don't know if I'm still offline. Okay. I hope we didn't, I don't see a waveform, so I hope we didn't lose Oh my god! I hope I hope we didn't lose your stuff. But it says, I mean, you can hear me, and we're talking, so that's weird. All right. Well, um, yeah, I can hear you. Huh. Well, um, I guess it's we just passed an hour, and uh, maybe that's the the podcast gods being like, you guys are going to keep rambling and rambling and rambling. (laughs) But it uh, it's something that I've I've been thinking a lot about lately. Um, So I'm I'm glad that that we could talk about it a little bit. I would like to explore it yeah. more after we, we ruminated on it. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'd, lo- sure. I'd love to hang out. So if you ever come up here, um, hit me up and I'll let yeah. you know when I'm heading down to Portland. And yeah, uh, is, is there anything that you want to scream from the modular mountaintops before we sign off? Um, I, I can't, can't think of anything off the top of my head. Um, Probably that stereo is rad, and I love stereo. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I, mean, I just I always have a funny thing going, like sometimes playing my live shows, and like, are you gonna do stereo? I know it's awful to mix. I know everybody hates mixing stereo in a live setting, but it's so cool. Yeah, yeah. My, that's my screams. Stereo is great. <laughs> don't lose faith in stereo. It's awesome. <laughs> right on. Well, Eli, thank you so much for your time. It's, it was really awesome to get to uh, virtually hang with you again. It's been too long. Um, I hope I hope we can yeah. do this sooner than later. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Tim. It's great to see you. Nice to chat again. All right. That's our episode for the week. Thank you so much to Eli for coming back on Pod Mod. Go check out the new Anna Annie album by morning. It is absolutely gorgeous. Don't forget about the remix competition. There will be a link in the show description for access to that file. And I'd appreciate it if you went over to mysterycircles.bandcamp.com and checked out uh, the new album that I released with my friend Stephen Jett called Kitty Safari. Thank you to Patchworks for their continued support of Podular Modcast. Please visit them at patchworks.com. Thank you to Afterlater Audio for their continued support of Podular Modcast, afterlateraudio.com. And then also I want to give a huge thank you and shout out to Recovery Effects for sending me the Mystic because this thing is super fun and I can't wait to use it on this this new album that I was talking about. with with Eli um yeah I'm I'm hoping I can I can find some some space for the mystic on that what else thank you to everybody who supports me on Patreon let me know what you think of this album club idea like a once a month hangout where we uh where we can listen to each other's music and give each other constructive 
criticism and feedback and uh, and ask questions about other artists' pro process and whatnot, I think that'd be really fun. And if you would like to help keep the LEDs blinking over here at Podular Modcast, please visit Podular, not Podular Modcast, patreon.com forward slash Podular Modcast. Link in the show description for all the stuff that we've been talking about this week. Um, yeah, I think that's about all I have. This week's secret word is is mystic, right? It's got to be mystic. Until next week. <laughs> <laughs>